0: Ooh, speaking of new songs, Little Big has one out called
1: Tacos. And Terry's muted.
0: No.
2: to who?
1: Welcome to Married to Who, a podcast where a couple couples watch Dr. Who for the very first time. My name's Jake. With me are Cody, Sam, Jill, and Alex, producer Terry. This week we're here to talk about part two of the season nine premiere, The Witch is Familiar, written by Moffat, directed by Hedy McDonald, aired September 26, 2015. Cody.
3: Breathe, Jake. Breathe.
1: Oh, what'd you think about this one?
3: This was pretty good. I th- There's something about it as we got through towards the end that was like, the, this is cliche bullshit, but it ended up being just like a kick in the teeth, which <laughs> I like.
1: What? Don't worry about it. I'll explain it. Rip Cody's teeth. Sam? <laughs>
4: uh, There were lots of highs and lows and oh my goshes and like turnarounds and it was fun.
0: Terry? I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was an excellent second half to the first half. Um, Yeah, I would gladly just watch both episodes together over and over again.
1: Me too. Jill?
5: I liked it. It's very good. Yep, that.
1: (laughs) Alex? Michelle Gomez uh,
2: 2020. Let's go. I'm on it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Yeah, well, she's white, so I'm sure Trump would believe she was born in America. Definitely. (laughs) Not with a name like that. (laughs) Wait a (laughs) minute. Oh, God. Uh, Go, stuff.
4: Jake, what did you think? Other than it's your favorite desert episode ever.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's great. Uh, A lot of fun, jokey stuff, but also some real dramatic scenes with a guy who's almost entirely covered in makeup.
3: Yeah, for sure. And I told you, I, I, I knew it would come back up. His eyes are more visible here. And then the second episode,
1: (laughs) it's important. That's my third note. Cody called it. (laughs) Davros's makeup is different, so he can open his eyes.
3: For sure. Also, I'm very glad that uh, Missy explained how they survived because that needed explaining. (laughs) And it was a brilliant explanation. That made the doctor seem so much more badass. The whole opening was super cool.
2: Just like the the them two not actually dead and then just throwing out exposition
1: five plus she's sharpening a stick. (laughs) Well yeah, while pausing her story every once in a while to just have a fun little joke between her and Clara. Yeah.
3: Everything she does is just a goddamn treat. She pokes herself with her stick. It's hilarious. Everything she does is comedy gold.
4: Is it Davros or Davros?
3: It's whatever you want it to be.
1: but As long as what you want it to be it. is Davros.
4: Davros.
1: It's Clara um, and it's Davros. Something <laughs> that this American podcast and only this American podcast will get right.
2: I'd, most of my notes are just really awesome uh, one-liners from Missy. It was, it was just so good. Ooh. And I, I really like the pairing of Missy and Clara. It was super fun.
5: It was. I like uh, the two different stories going on at the same time, too. Like, mm-hmm. again, I talked about it last episode, seeing Clara and Missy. Like, Clara's essentially Missy's companion. And just that, that give and take is a lot different than Clara with the Doctor. And then seeing Doctor, the Doctor kind of just on his own for this. And, you know, of course, trying to get back to Clara, but... The two different stories just made it really interesting and kept me engaged, surprisingly, through the whole thing.
1: But then there's also the devastation. If you had any hope that the master or Missy might actually be kind of good. And then her just being like, Nah, I've just fucking with you guys. I'm going to make Clara Dalek and try to get the doctor to kill her. Right. <laughs> no, I'm not good. <laughs> it's turned good.
5: <laughs> the Clara Missy Dalek in the sewer scene is double okay emoji. Uh which I don't really remember right now.
1: That's you, the You put emojis to yourself in your notes.
5: <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it's way better than typing.
2: So it was it was the realization and the explanation of sewer and what that is for Daleks, because it's and it's also their
3: graveyard.
4: Who saw the fact that that was going to come back later? Because I did not. Yeah, no.
3: Same,
1: no, no. That's way. where she's
4: saved, too, right? Or
3: where come she
1: on, gives
5: the explanation of how they got away.
1: It was check off sewer. Hmm. Good joke. It it was pretty. Decent. I'm disappointed in all of you for not giving me more for that. Well, it's it's pretty smart, man.
3: (laughs) It took me a while to realize you were talking about the gun and not the sewer. It's too highbrow for us, Jake. Quiet. Um, It was kind of, I thought it was just standalone insight onto Daleks. Like, that was huge insight information on Daleks that we learned firsthand, not through explanation, but through experimentation.
4: Daleks are so...
3: Show, don't tell. well,
4: Well, not really Daleks. Davros is so evil.
3: Yo, fuck Davros. Right? For, for real. Did for he real. have you? Did he have you for a second? Yeah, he yes. had me so hard. <laughs> he was crying, dude. He
4: played the emotional cards so well.
1: Yeah. yeah. Fuck him. I hope he's super dead. <laughs> and it all makes sense in a story tone. Like, um again, Alex and I just watched Genesis of the Daleks, his first story. But there are long scenes, great scenes, of just the Doctor and Davros talking to each other. And as we go on through the rest of Davros's episodes, that's kind of what their relationship is. is like a begrudging respect. And Davros constantly references things like, oh, you're a genius like me, so you'll understand. But what he doesn't get is that the Doctor's not a maniac like he is so he doesn't understand you know genocide or things like that
2: it's it's almost like a like a word game of chess like they're always just kind of moving their pieces with their words
1: and it's man it's fun to watch and so when davros says like i'm happy that you found your people like you should have a people because we know like how important the daleks are to davros even only the second time we as a group have seen him and so you do believe him. And then when it's all a big fuck you, you're like, ah, he got me again.
3: <laughs>
1: Wait, again? Did he do that before? Well, there's just instances where they're talking or he ha- he has scenes in Classic Who where you're like, oh, he could actually just be a person. And then you're like, oh, no, he's he's just the worst.
3: Oh, he's a monster. And the
1: doctor's a gullible idiot. And the same Full with Missy. It's passion. not. It's not as explicit in this story. Missy's doing it to us, the audience, instead of Davros doing it directly to the doctor. But, you know, we have moments where we're like, oh, Missy might actually be kind of cool. And it's like, oh, no, she's actually no, the worst.
3: that's not... It, she literally told us, yo, I am not good. <laughs> so I, I didn't really expect anything different from her. Once she put Clara in the, the Dalek case segue i don't know the armor yeah and then she was just like laughing at like clara being completely dismantled by the translation sequence it's like yeah she's a bitch (laughs) never never
4: forgot that in the episode
1: right yeah tell her the tell the yeah because they have the dalek supreme or whatever it's called Mm -hmm. maybe i'm thinking of uh taco supreme (laughs) uh (laughs) (laughs) but he she's like yeah uh, we fight each other on the gobbledygook during the time war. Uh, tell them the bitch is back. It's fucking awesome. It's pretty <laughs> solid.
5: The episode or the whole the whole story did make me sad for Daleks, though, like seeing Clara in them and they just like the exterminate is that just their way of expressing emotion. And that's all they can do. Mm-hmm. That's sad.
2: And but the I, one the one cool line between uh, Missy and Clara was that Cybermen suppress feelings and Daleks thrive off them. Like that was really cool to actually, like hear that.
3: They use them to reload,
1: yeah. The doctor said in past episodes that the Dalek is just like all hate. And then seeing here that, Hate is what fires the gun <laughs> and them saying exterminate is their way of reloading. Hmm.
5: The one of the notes I have is the is uh, Davros act asking the doctor if he's good. He doesn't want to be good, right? Like he's just playing mind games with them.
2: Oh, I didn't even think that. I, I thought because that's what the doctor said to Clara, so I was thinking they were putting in like a parallel, but The doctor asking, I didn't even think of this, Jill. The doctor asking Clara that, him wanting the answer to be yes, but Davros asking the doctor that, maybe him wanting the answer to be no. But also the doctor, like,
5: that's such a mind game, too, because the doctor is asking that. We've heard that multiple times,
4: that am I I a good doctor?
5: But then Davros is like,
4: you are not a good doctor. Like, a medical doctor was so funny.
1: (laughs) And then they laugh and have a giggle together, and Dad right? Ross's high-pitched giggle is hilarious. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's real bad.
1: Yeah, it's like um, Kylo Ren in Star Wars, who, as opposed to being a protagonist who has like darkness within them and they're fighting against it, like Luke Skywalker was, he wants to be Darth Vader, but he has this like nagging good in him that he's trying to get rid of and he thinks that by killing his father it'll help him make that step
3: just makes him more angsty and his voice deeper Thank you. Hey, you know, that's fine. We'll just cut out the part where she said what, and then we'll get that <laughs> strong, sharp exhale. <laughs> and then if you could just like control C, control V that a couple of times, I think that joke will be
1: set. We'll we'll just put in some canned uh, sitcom laughter. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, future Jake. <laughs>
3: Sonic sunglasses, boys.
4: We've talked about this previously.
3: Yeah, somebody We've mentioned
4: it. We finally made it.
2: It it might have been me. It It might have been me. I this is my favorite Sonic. I I love it. It's I wanted. I mean, it is right now. I don't know if I like it. I
3: want the lenses to turn green.
2: I also want to hear what you guys think of how it
3: works because it's sunglasses, (laughs) not a screwdriver. No, it's terrible. I I love (laughs) the idea. The idea is so beautiful, but there's not like. A sonicness about them at all, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's way better because instead of like scanning something with the sonic and then looking at the side of it, knowing there's no output on the outside of the sonic, and just being mm-hmm. like, "Oh, the sonic says blah 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 blah," it doesn't. We all know it doesn't. We all have the toy <laughs> with it right. with sunglasses. You'd be like, "Oh, he's getting a reading," <laughs> and he's, or maybe he can see things a little differently, like Jordy and Next Generation. I think Which he just have- sucks it through his hand.
4: How does um, he open screws? It's not a toy. <laughs> it is a collector's item. Jake. Uh, <laughs>
1: just kidding.
4: I don't know how I feel about the TARDIS
5: doing like the redispersion thing. How you, however, you would say that. Like, can it just do that all the time? It doesn't have to just be a physical thing anymore. I don't like it.
2: Well, it was a defense <laughs> mechanism, right? Yes. So, so it
5: disappeared and then put itself back together somewhere else.
2: Well, it wasn't disappeared, wasn't it? Just uh, uh, particled out or something? Like it was just a bunch of particles in the room.
4: Um, how have we not talked about the doctor <laughs> rolling around in the chair?
3: Yeah. Oh, that was the best. <laughs> that was I my next point. Chairs. I was going to bring that up with the shields and everything, and then just Davros laying. Cables and
0: all on the floor, right.
4: with like one little cable, like awkwardly being like boop 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 boop. So how <laughs> did he him get down? him out of the chair?
0: I
3: imagine he just picked him up and threw him on the ground.
4: Oof, this is mine now. That's
5: so. Well, he did
1: point a gun at him and say, "Get out."
2: <laughs> oh, that's okay. I was so I thought he was telling him to like leave the room, but he he literally yeah. told him
3: to get out of a seat. <laughs> yeah, that's the joke, asshole. <laughs> I didn't realize that. <laughs> oh my hilarious. god, same. I'm just not realizing <laughs> that. What you said. I hate that you makes guys. so much more sense. That's amazing. I
4: also like the fact when Davros was back in his chair, how he told the doctor that he should feel lucky because it's the only other one. It's the only other chair on the planet.
1: Yes. That was hilarious.
4: And then he's like, don't get up. You neither. Because he's, like, getting up and running away.
1: (laughs) Uh, To burn a fun fact, this is the second time Moffat has used the chairs on Scarrow joke before. Oh, jeez. He wrote in 1999, six years before Doctor Who came back, um, uh, like a 12-minute sketch called Curse of Fatal Death for Red Nose Day, like a charity thing on TV. Mm -hmm. So, like, did this Doctor Who sketch and it's really fun because like a whole, the doctor keeps regenerating through it. So a whole bunch of people get to play the doctor. But at one point, the doctor and his companion, Emma, are tied up by Daleks in chairs. And Emma asks why the Daleks have chairs. And the doctor just goes, I'll explain later.
4: <laughs> the joke was so good, he had to bring it back again. <laughs> Right.
1: He's been he's had this joke in his pocket for 16 years or <laughs> however long it is. You gotta respect a guy who keeps
3: riding the same joke all the way to hell. Get a shift on. But
4: it was just two times he just held it in there, waiting for the right moment.
1: Yeah, well, he probably has a little
3: chair compartment in his little car thing. No one's ever accused. Sitting
1: no one's ever accused Moffat of not reusing ideas. <laughs> Going back to when uh, Clara was
0: in the Dalek. And, uh, like, well, just the entire time when she kept screaming, I am Clara, it would come out as I am a Dalek. Uh, Kind of, well, it's like an echo of the first time we meet her, when she believes she's human, but she's really a Dalek. And I thought that was really neat.
4: But that's not her. That's not Clara. No, but it's the
1: same actress who was playing
4: her. Oswald. Osgood. I don't remember her name anymore.
1: As good as the chick with the bow tie that Missy killed.
4: Oh, oh.
1: Wasn't that like an Echo Clara? Yeah. But Terry's yeah. right. It is like a visual reference to that.
2: But
4: backwards? No, the same. No, yeah, backwards. Because she's not really a Dalek.
1: Yeah, and some people get mad about stuff like that. Like Moffat kind of rewriting some Dalek lore. You know, the sewer stuff is new. In that one, converting a human into a Dalek somehow, that was new. Um, But if those people that get mad about those kinds of things watch the Daleks through Classic Who or the Cybermen especially you can't have characters for 60 years and not reinvent them or change things about their lore. You just have to move on and just be like, yeah, we're writing a fun story. So some dumb little things are going to get added because it's fun and makes a good story. I also liked uh,
0: when Davros uh, tells the doctor that his compassion grows like a cancer inside of him, which to davros then makes it think that he's gonna fall under his plan and like that's his weak point uh but like the doctor has his defenses up the entire time and sees into his plan and just goes along with it which i thought was really fun well and his
1: next line was it will get you killed and well and then the doctor great. said i wouldn't have it any other way or i wouldn't die of anything else yeah did missy survive
0: because she had a plan and then we no longer saw her, so I'm wondering if she survived or if she's, like, the new Davros or what. <laughs> she's the
3: new <laughs> Davros?
1: No, we never see her again.
5: Lies. Rule number
4: one. <laughs> Jake lies.
1: Well, I won't say we never see the Master again, but we... It's, uh, it's a long time.
4: You know what we learned? The Master had, or has, maybe had, a daughter.
2: True. Yeah. Yeah. I missed that line. What was why, that?
1: Line why now? wouldn't they have?
4: I remember what the line was, but isn't oh. she just caught call...
1: It's when Sorry, it's when she takes her brooch, which is a dark star alloy thing, um and says, "Oh, the doctor gave it to me. It was when my daughter." And then they get interrupted.
2: mm mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh in that scene is my favorite line i think it was pretty good
3: i actually have to run back out to my truck to grab my phone because i wrote down my favorite line and if i remember (laughs) wait no you know it's oh we'll get into it in favorite lines but i think i got it verbatim
2: uh did they ever getting shifts on did they ever figure out that hybrid thing, or was it just the Dalek Time Lord deal?
1: Hello. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you read that by me
1: one more time? Hello? Yeah, explain. Same. It is well, brought cause... up twice in this episode.
2: It, yeah, they mentioned it a couple times, but I thought it was the Dalek thing, but then they all died. Davros,
1: when he has the Doctor, uh, holding on to, you know the cables while he's giving regeneration energy, says there's a prophecy on Gallifrey about a hybrid, which is half Time Lord, half Dalek, but superior to either of them, or whatever the hell he says. And then, oh, and that's that's how that's how that became because then they were all hybrids because they were right. So he's he's trying to like create the hybrid. Gotcha. Yeah, but then. Missy brings, sorry, Terry, Missy then brings it up again at the end when he says, or she says, um, the doctor's already told her to run and Clara's is inside the Dalek and she just says, oh, it's like a hybrid or something like that. Mm.
4: And we never did get to hear what the confession capsule thing said.
5: Because he didn't die. I'm assuming.
2: Well, the doctor's alive. Right.
1: It might not have said anything. because there's because yeah, it was his
2: plan the whole time, right?
1: Well, there's a scene with Missy and Clara when they're still outside of the city and they're about to enter the sewers where they bring up, like, all the weird things that the doctor has done up to this point. Like, why would he do this if he knew he was dying? There's a, Like, he always knows he's dying, but he never gives up, and that's why... He always succeeds because he always knows there's a way out. So why did he do this this time? And they realize it's to get them there because he needs them.
5: Hmm. Okay, maybe this is just related to the hybrid, but what do they do with the regeneration energy?
1: Uh, They regenerated. (laughs)
2: Yeah, they like Davros became more alive, and then all the dead Daleks yeah, in the sewers came alive. One of oh, the, the...
5: sewer ones—that's when the sewer Daleks yeah. came alive. But yeah, but it didn't affect the Doctor at all.
1: No, he was he was weird. eking it out, not Losing using it, it entirely.
4: And he did it on purpose. Yeah, we've that's seen so him do crazy. that before.
0: Yeah, he he but fixed he River's wrist with some regeneration of, um, energy. Like a future generation would either be too short or missing a leg or an arm or something like that
4: which is why 13 is a, a girl is she short
1: yeah he lost his dick <laughs> oh,
2: there were a lot of uh one-liners that missy had was like um something long a lot verbatim uh he couldn't he couldn't afford the upgrade and like was referring to herself
4: <clears throat> yeah Time, lady, thank you. Some of us can afford the upgrade.
3: Yeah, there you go. Verbatim. <laughs> Wait, we don't say that when it's actually right? <laughs>
1: To spoil something that happens in three seasons, um, when we do have a female doctor, she says something very similar, and the not-my-doctor folks freaked out, but no one said <laughs> a fucking word when the exact same joke is made in this episode.
4: That's funny. I love that line. As a female and a human person.
1: Go ahead, Terry. Oh, I was just going
0: to go back to the end of it, like how the first one ended um, with him pointing the gun at the kid, saying exterminate, and it turns out he then was shooting all of the hand mines there and saving them and implanting uh, mercy into Davros, and that's why the Daleks uh, know the word mercy
1: in their vocabulary. What other time have we heard a Dalek say mercy? I was going to say, that's not the first time. Yeah,
4: I thought we had heard that before.
1: We have, but the doctor wasn't there.
4: Uh,
1: Oh. Oh. Well, oh.
4: I can picture it in my head, too. Oh,
1: it was was River. They were saying it to River. Yeah.
4: That seems right. Is that right? Jake, is that right?
1: Yeah, they're in the museum, and River's going to shoot the one Dalek that's there, and it says mercy, like, four times.
4: Then she exterminates
3: it right that's some hardcore continuity right there if they knew or if the showrunner remembered that
1: well he did write both those episodes
3: oh perfect okay never mind so then he probably had it like written in one of his notes
1: top of the page or something that's also likely is that he read a bunch of fan uh tweets or whatever just saying like that's bullshit. A Dalek wouldn't ask for mercy. And he's like, oh, yeah, give me four years and I'll show you.
4: <laughs> I love when Davros like starts reaching for the confession dial and the doctor's like, don't. I'm not serious about a lot of things, but this is one of them. And then grabs his glasses.
2: Yeah, <laughs> they better or not be them. scratched. <laughs>
4: Which turns out was super important because it's the Sonic, but man, that was funny. And kind of super cheesy.
1: Well, and a little more evidence that the confession dial really meant nothing.
4: Well, wouldn't he have just been zapped like Clara was? Since it wasn't intended for him?
1: (laughs) I doubt. Well, he does grab it and put it in his pocket at the end. No, Davros. No, Davros. Oh, I have, who knows? <laughs> I liked when
0: Missy used Clara as a stone to see how far the viewers uh, went. <laughs> oh, 20 feet.
3: Oh, oh my God. <laughs> that I actually laughed out loud on that one. That was great. The way Clara fell off was un- not very believable, but it was funny as hell. Also, how would something not be broken? For sure. Right. 20 feet? Oh my
1: god. Well, and also she was unconscious. Like she, yeah, but her the, legs worked fine. Nothing was broken. But if it was so bad that the next scene starts with her waking up, like, like that's serious.
4: But, like, no blood from hitting her head?
1: It's a kids' I'm, show, guys. I'm pretty sure she learned <laughs> a some
4: family show. stuff
0: from Mr. Pink. Mr. Pink. Oh yeah, she's got
2: hops. She tucked and rolled. <laughs> and then missy is just down there like hello
4: <laughs> right how'd get down there i've she not did... turned good
3: she's she's got her witchcraft
4: um i really like missy's line when she's explaining how the doctor got away from all the dolls previously that it doesn't matter what face he's wearing they're all the doctor to me so let's give it to eyebrows
1: yeah. That was <laughs> pretty separate. cool. Yeah, we get little shots of the first and fourth doctor too.
2: And you can see um like Missy's true appreciation of how smart the doctor is when she's telling that story because she's just like, "Oh man, the the brain power verbatim." Uh <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, yeah, she's like, "I did it for our Vortex Manipulators." Or but he did it like on the fly, like to be able to do that, that quickly is just fucking nuts.
4: In four nanoseconds, being generous.
1: You ready for tweets? Let's yes. Do it. Tweet me, daddy.
2: Please y- cut
1: that you, out. You tweet to me, daddy. <laughs> Give me the song.
2: Tweet, 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 tweet,
1: tweet, tweet, tweet. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you want to tweet at us about any of the episodes we're going to discuss, I usually send out tweets a day of. Uh, but you can follow us on Twitter, Married to Who Pod. And if you want um, to follow us on Instagram and see pictures of episodes that came out two months ago, you can do that at Married to Who on Instagram.
4: Hey, shut up.
2: Okay. If, if, <laughs> uh, if you don't want to reply to us in a live form in front of the world, you can also email us at whatever that is. <laughs>
1: You can email us at married to who at gmail.com, but if you do, you're gonna have to tweet me that you did, or I'll never fucking look at it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ode underscore Ollie at Ode underscore Ollie says, I know there's some people, definitely not Jake or myself, who don't like the changes that this app makes to the Daleks, sewers, reloading, etc., but I don't mind it. Who is all about change, so it's only natural to do this too. Missy and Clara are magnificent together, they're actors bounce off each other so well and Clara being wise to miss these manipulations occasionally but not having another choice is amazing 12 and Davros in this are presented really unexpectedly with 12 showing at least apparently genuine concern and sympathy for his enemy sharing a joke even as we know that there must be some manipulation going on and I love the bait and switch of the doctor knowing exactly what was happening and having already planned for it and I love the depictions in this series of quite how fast the doctor's mind is And this is the least of them. No spoilers. This story has so many candidates for favorite lines. Um, Compassion will kill you in the end. I wouldn't die of anything else. Verbatim. It's not verbatim. That's why he put it there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Anyone up for dodgems is what I think the line is. He wrote, anyone got dodgems. You're not a good doctor. And because of the contrast to Genesis of the Daleks and the Daleks ideology, mercy, always mercy. Really love all the references to classic Who in this. Genesis is one of my favorite stories and would love the Marys to react to it one day. We may well do that during the dark times.
3: So there's so much more in there that we don't get to experience because we're not old Who followers. But being not old Who followers, all the Dalek stuff is just like mind breaking. And it is something like I had a huge thirst for of like the background of the Daleks. Right? But I can imagine if you're like an old school Who guy and these, like, the Daleks have probably been broken down so hard that okay, finding out that it doesn't matter what they say on the inside of the shell that the shell will say, like, these specific commands and that they're run, like, their guns and stuff run a motion. That is such a huge, like, design into Daleks. Like, this is how Daleks are going to be now, you know, until they ignore it and change it later. (laughs) I thought that was very cool.
1: Yeah, but if you like it's fun because you get Clara being stuck inside of there, not being able to emote, but a Dalek is supposed to be just hate. So I guess having the tank translate hate into action is like a kind of like a biometric workaround that's faster than pushing buttons. Or whatever.
3: Oh, is that agreed upon term?
1: Tank? No. Uh, tank, yeah. Tank gets used a lot. Interesting. Um, and Shell gets used. Casing. I like Jake, shell. I like casing.
2: Yeah. Jake, you got to finish uh, editing our brothers and who to give them that that episode now.
1: Yeah, I'll do it this week. We got to record the next one because like the whole reason we started doing shorter ones is so we could do them more often and we've been doing them less often. (laughs) (laughs)
2: COVID's a hell of a drug, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's so hard to just hop on Discord real quick. (laughs) True. Uh, Let's see. Janelle Hobbs at JChristineH says it looks awesome and is enjoyable, but doesn't get up to much. The classic Doctor Who runaround. The overall story has too many unnecessary fake outs. I love to have the hands again. That's the uh the TARDIS thing where it like spread its atoms around or disappeared. We also saw it in the submarine episode with the Ice Warrior. And I love Ooh. the Sonic Shades. Gomez continues to rocket his missy and says it's a say- it's a shame she isn't, and then says spoiler stuff, so
3: all <laughs> oh, darn it.
4: It's a shame she isn't in the next episode, but she is.
1: (laughs) She's not. (laughs) I do miss Janelle then telling us what would have been a better episode. So come on, Janelle.
3: (laughs) Still waiting on that, Janelle. And saying there's not a lot of changes or, or like big things going on in this episode. I'll have you know that the Daleks were broken down, although not through exposition, but through demonstration in a very massive way. And if there's nothing else in this episode, there's that. And that's pretty big, I think. That's There might be more stuff in the episode, too, but there isn't. <laughs> I don't uh, know the history of Davros.
1: Chris at This Emo Trash says, Davros and Missy are just so fucking good in this, aren't they? Julian Bleach really is the definitive Davros, showing that there is so much more emotion and nuance to the character rather than just the evil mad scientist we've seen previously. He also comes across as a decent person, albeit filled with regret to things he did in his past, much like an old soldier who's happy they served but is not proud of it. He seems genuinely happy that Galfrey’s back, asking the Doctor if he's a good man, referencing the arc from last series, brings the two closer than ever before, as they've both done everything they could to save their species just in vastly different ways. I wish the brief moment where you see Colony Sarf's eyes and the wires wasn't there, I agree with that, to make Dad Ross's trap more hidden, As the Doctor gets into it, willingly. Spooky scene.
3: Yeah, that was very well said. That whole statement on, like, he has a true belief, or, or like, remorse, or, like, sincere happiness that the Doctor has returned his planet. Like, you really have to subscribe to the fact that he's not just being a giant turd. And manipulating the Doctor to get his end result. Which, I don't know what you guys subscribe to, but... I don't subscribe to that. I think he's just a piece of shit who lied his entire way through that conversation and is really good at it.
1: I think there has to be some truth. In a, in every lie, there's truth. And to be able to give the performance, not that Julian Bleach gives, but that Davros gives, you there has to be real emotion there. There's been nothing in the past to prove that he's an amazing actor, the character of Davros. So it is as likely as anything else that he means what he's saying, but that the motives behind him sharing it are devious.
3: Hmm. I'll accept that answer.
1: Great.
2: (laughs) I I was
3: wondering with,
2: with the him being happy that Gallifrey's back was um, a moment of joy for him because then now like so he has his plan that he's going through but now he's happy that after this if it all goes well for davros he has something to aspire to do because like he's been going after the doctor for years and once this is done then that's it now he has to go find gallifrey and i was wondering if maybe that was why he was so happy but like it gave him purpose again
3: true oh that's a goddamn. it's a dark viewpoint but yeah
1: Chris goes on. This is probably some of the best character development we've had for any character, as it also shows Davros has a sense of humor. The only other chair on Scarrow line gets me every time.
4: Yeah, it's a good
1: one. <laughs> uh, Mi- like Missy's also incredible, psychopathic, but incredible. Manipulating Clara at every turn, basically turning her into a pawn so Missy can do what she needs to get back to the doctor. Forcing Clara to get inside the Dalek is genius and harks back to the first ever Dalek serial where Ian gets inside a Dalek to help the first doctor and companions escape.
2: I saw that. That's a good episode.
1: (laughs) You have seen that. And in (laughs) five months, we'll finally be done with all the Dalek episodes. Uh, (laughs) This obviously comes to a head when Missy and Clara finally find the doctor and Missy tries convincing him to kill Clara slash the Dalek. You can see the intense emotion on him as he tells missy to run hiding his anger at her and the pain that he almost actually did it a far sight from earlier when he was cheerfully gallivanting about in davros's chair this isn't my favorite dalek story um, that goes to dalek in series one but it is my favorite davros story because although it's not that action-packed the dialogue and character development is like no other up to now moffat has exactly hasn't exactly had the best track record when it comes to dalek stories and Moffat will admit himself, this is me now that uh, he doesn't like writing Dalek stories because he thinks they're boring, but this one more than makes up for it and gives you a glimpse as to what series nine will be like. Series nine doesn't have the best reputation, but honestly it's one of my favorites. Hopefully you and the Marys will agree.
2: Yeah, I, I really do like just episodes that are dialogue heavy where they're going back and forth verbally with each other. It's, it's it's just good. If it's written very well, it's very good. Go
3: on.
4: <laughs>
3: it's a good arc for Davros. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have much of an arc as the new guys. We've just seen him once before. He got yeah, thoroughly defeated. Was Davros in the episode with the um like the really big Dalek in like the giant spider machine? I feel like my memory is very skewed of that episode, but I remember a giant Dalek. No, Davros wasn't there. That
2: was like the Dalek Supreme, right?
3: Right, yeah. So I don't even remember the last time we saw Davros. I just remember you doing the voices.
1: It was the f- two-part finale of Donna's season, series four.
3: That explains that. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. So do you think Davros knew that the doctor hadn't gone back to save him yet. Because obviously he does it because Mercy was there again. Also, is this a, is this like a. What's it what you call it? Uh, Pandorica,
1: <laughs> I don't know, what it's called. <laughs> a paradox paradox. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> uh, no, but. Well, kind of, I suppose. But also. A doctor who's always kind of presented time travel in this way of like, like we, we talked about last episode where Davros hasn't known since he was a kid that he's had the doctor's true driver. It was just when the doctor did it, then it started coming to him and then he realized it and found it. And now that the doctor went back and introduced Mercy, it's not like it's not like he was always there. But kind of in a way it was. Have I ever told you guys that time's not a straight line? <laughs> <laughs> Never. It's That's more. It's more if, like a if, ball.
2: This was wondering if like.
4: What's the ball made of, Jake?
1: If Davros. Knew, um. It's like wibbly wobbly. <laughs> because blah, 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 blah. I,
2: I was wondering if Davros thought that that event had happened, and now he's seeing the Doctor again. But then I don't think he ever figured out that the Doctor hadn't gone back yet to save him. But I mean it was eventually gonna happen. I yeah, I don't know.
1: Alex, give me that fun Facts theme song.
2: We got some fun facts. You gonna listen to the fun facts.
1: <laughs> Damn it. I purposely wouldn't got a beer to crack it on the microphone and then just cracked it off mic. Oh every man. time we need one. Jake. Gotta stop, get shift on. Stop fucking up, Jake. <laughs> uh, we get Missy saying bitch which was notable because this aired before The Watershed. Um, The previous time bitch was said in Doctor Who was by Jack in the series one episode, Bad Wolf. Like specifically
3: the word bitch or something we consider a like a bad
1: word? The word bitch.
3: Okay, so there's been like other bad words. It's just the significance is only the specific word bitch.
1: Well, there's probably been there's been hells and dams, but no like fucks or shits or. (laughs) Well, then get some of
3: those, please.
1: And Clara said bloody, and the doctor told her to watch her language. (laughs) Uh, Let's see, not a lot of actors in this one to look up, but there is Mickey Lewis who played Alien in Bar. I don't even know where that was in the story or if it was edited out.
2: Hmm. Oh, was was that in the first part when the snake dude was in the bar?
1: It could have been, but it was in IMDb as this story. Like he's in the last story as a Dalek operator. But so he put on his IMDb that he's uncredited in this story as alien and bar. Anyway, I really want to talk about this guy <laughs> because he's in 15 total Doctor Who episodes. Most of them are to come, but he's almost always a soldier or a policeman. So I went through the rest of his IMDB. He was he's in the recent War War of the Worlds miniseries as a policeman. He was in Dumbo as a policeman. He was in a movie called Overlord as a Nazi soldier. He's in Star Wars The Last Jedi as a resistance officer. He's in Wonder Woman as Soldier. He's in Rogue One as Fleet Soldier. He's in Fantastic Beasts as a New Yorker, which is basically a soldier. He's in The Huntsman as a soldier, a movie called B&B as Arresting Officer. The Man from U.N.C.L.E. as Helicopter Navigator, which is a soldier. And he's in an episode of Casualty as Prison Officer. (laughs) He's also the body double for the third doctor in the 50th anniversary special. Did he just
2: paint a soldier's outfit on his body?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Tattooed it. Like, it's, it's gotta have a look
2: how are you so typecast like how how do you look like a soldier to just always be a soldier <laughs>
1: uh, my mom went to high school with this dude who lives in New York and he is essentially like a professional background actor and so any show that's shot in New York that needs a policeman or a cop he's in it just walking around in the background because he's like huge and jacked and like silver haired because he's my mom's age, so he's gonna be sixty. And but he's just like looks good and looks like he would be in a uniform. Hmm. <laughs> that's anyway, that's real bonkers. Alex, give me that favorite lines theme
2: song. Favorite lines. Uh,
1: what's your guys' favorite lines?
5: I don't know because he didn't say who's got the favorite lines.
1: <laughs> but he did say who's got the fun facts.
5: No, <laughs> well, he said we're gonna listen to the fun facts or something.
1: There is a who in there somewhere. Maybe it was ver- for tweets, okay, whatever. Like, Give me your nominations for favorite line.
5: I got two. First one, verbatim. I love killing clever because they make the best faces. Ooh. And I'm not sure if any of that matters. Friends, enemies, as long as there's mercy.
2: I have one that says uh goes through armor like a knife through people.
1: <laughs> I have that one. I love that one.
2: That one cracked me up so much.
1: Cause it's uh, cause like a knife through butter is a common saying. Yeah. And so she starts with oh it's dark star alloy, it goes through metal like a knife through people. I fucking love it
2: and then as she's stabbing him, she's just like woo woo (laughs) it was great uh and then may not be like uh like a like a line but my favorite action that happened is when missy's running out of the room she pokes davros
3: in his eye (laughs) <laughs> oh no. No. <laughs> no, Come on! that was so lame. <laughs> that was hilarious. Was... Oh no. Oh okay. You can have it. That's fine. Uh Davros says, I'm dying, doctor. And the doctor says, You keep saying that. You keep not dying. Can you give it some welly? Come on.
4: <laughs> I don't know what welly means, but
3: same. But I I know where <laughs> he's coming from. He's like telling him to die better. Get a shift on.
4: Um, I have one that is, I came because you're sick and you asked, and sometimes on a good day, if I try very hard, I'm not some old time lord who ran away, I'm the doctor. And then... Yeah, I have
1: that too. Sorry. Cody, give it some welly means to increase fuel or power to an engine, or to apply great physical effort.
3: Ah, Perfect, wonderful. I'm sure everybody kind of understood that from the context. Yeah.
4: And then the other one I already said earlier in the episode, but time lady, thank you. Some of us can afford the upgrade.
0: Nice. A couple of them. Uh, one of them happened right away between Missy and Clara. Uh, Miss or Clara said, "Can I have a stick too?" And Missy comes back, "Make your own stick." <laughs> and,
1: and that's just a throwaway <laughs> line as the scene's cutting to
0: the doctor. Yeah. Um, then I have the doctor when he's in Davros's chair, uh, when he has no hope and he's just screaming, who's going to tell me Clara Oswald
1: is dead? As a part of that, at after that, he says, uh, or right before that, says if Clara Oswald is indeed dead, you better. Uh, what is it? You better think about how you're going to tell me like that's my favorite part of that sequence
2: yeah because he he prefaced it with i have all the control and power that davros had and then he's like tell me something bad
0: (laughs) i have just got two more when davros was talking to the doctor about the genocide uh when he just said are you ready to be a god and then the the scratching eye one uh she does the introduction of um, it's an absolute pleasure to finally meet you. And then she scratches his eye and runs out of the room. Like I thought that was really <laughs> yes. fun that she actually followed through on that.
2: So, I just had a realization, was the was the offer of genocide of the Daleks to the Doctor his first pass at trying to trick him into holding the wires?
0: I think so, because a lot like he kept repeating look at the wires go closer to the wires touch the wires like he's this is an obvious bait Mm. and he's now going like you could certainly kill everyone because i'm connected to all of them on this planet
1: anyone else i've got a few i think get it after the doctor seals Ross's chair and he says of course or it cuts away to missy and clara again and then comes back and he's drinking a cup of tea and he says of course the real question is where did i get the cup of tea the answer I'm the doctor. Just accept it. (laughs) (laughs) And we brought it up, well, in discussion, but I just want to say it again. A little bit of regeneration energy will probably cost me an arm and a leg somewhere down the line, or I'll just be really little. (laughs) And he's so (laughs) happy when he's like, oh, maybe (laughs) one of my regenerations, I'll just be really little.
4: Still not ginger.
1: Boat!
3: I like the knife through people one. That was just a surprising chuckle. Oh, it was funny. I'm doing that one too.
4: Mm, I think I'll vote for the I came because you're sick and you asked.
0: I'm going to go with uh, absolute pleasure to finally meet you and then scratches the eye.
5: (laughs) I'm going with Sam's other line. The upgrade to the time lady. (laughs)
1: I'm going to go with one that nobody said, including myself, which was, oh, same old, same old. Just the doctor and Clara Oswald in the TARDIS. And then the TARDIS uh, reassembles itself around them.
4: TARDIS ASSEMBLE!
2: That was a good one. Alex,
1: give me that MVP these are. <laughs> Hey, Terry, who's your MVP?
0: Mine is uh, Michelle Gomez for her wonderful display
1: of Missy. Oh, shit. Jill.
5: Also Michelle Gomez. And I was saying before that I don't decide beforehand, but the scene that keeps... Well, she's just fantastic in so much of it. But there's just goofy little things that I don't think could have been direction. Like there's a scene where her and Clara are walking away and she adds like a little skip in. Like just does creepy little goofy things and I absolutely love it.
0: I so it's it. Yeah, I voted for her too, because in the room where all the Daleks they're screaming, uh uh you will tell us, and she's just dancing to their chant. Yes.
1: She is truly I the would. best. Uh Alex. Michelle Gamaz. <laughs> uh, weird.
5: I do have to say though. If I knew she was in every episode, I think it would change things. Like, just having her creepy little weird presence for these couple of episodes makes it perfect.
1: Well, she is not in every episode. I'm or right. any episode.
4: <laughs>
1: Cody. Julian Bleach.
4: Yay! Same. Yay!
1: So he had me. He had me going so hard. Well done. So
4: good. Yes.
1: Well, now now I feel less bad because. I always say I'm going to pick Michelle Gomez in any story she's in, but I picked her last week and this is the same story, so I'm covered there. I wanted to go Julian Bleach because he's so amazing, but instead I'm going to go with Hedy McDonald, the director, because these two stories are shot amazingly. There's a shot when the Daleks are all chanting praise Davros because he's regenerated them and there's a shot of the city and all these Daleks are flying up in the air and pointing towards the center of the city where Davros is and it's just amazing and this is only one of two stories that Hedy McDonald directed the other one was Blink which is also amazing Ooh. and she's just done now so I want to give some love to Hedy McDonald because she is done
2: that's a good, that's a good vote I like that like, that that's, comes from the heart
1: yeah, all right. It is now time for America's fastest-growing quiz sensation, the Doctor Who Trivial Pursuit slash Doug Benson Movie Game game. I have a copy of Doctor Who Trivial Pursuit. I will only be asking questions about stories we've seen, <laughs> and those questions are random. They could be really easy or really hard. Everyone gets a chance to go first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. If you get it wrong, when it's your turn, the next person gets multiple choice. If they get it wrong, the next person just gets to pick from the remaining multiple choice and so on. Terry ran away with it last week with three points. Yeah, I did. But we go random now. So it is going Jill, Sam, Cody, Alex, Terry. Jill, are you ready? I'm ready. In the very first episode, Rose... Jackie's friend, Ariana, sued the council and received £2,000 compensation. But what did she sue them for?
5: Um. Oh, I'm going to hate you when there's multiple choice.
2: I have an idea, but I don't think it's right.
5: I'm going to say, can I just say some sort of construction? You can. Okay. That's what I'm saying, and I know it's wrong.
1: Okay, Sam. In Rose, I'm... Jackie's friend Ariana sued the council and received 2,000 pounds compensation. But what did she sue them for? Is it, they said she looked Greek. They said she looked Japanese. They said she looked Irish. They said she looked Russian.
4: Greek?
1: Oh, dang. That's correct. Yeah, And of course, the next line is, of course, she is Greek. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was about to get a point, guys. <laughs>
1: All right, Sam, it's now your
2: turn to go first. Was that on screen or was that just a line Jackie had? No, it's
1: in the first episode.
2: But like, was Jackie like telling someone a story?
1: She was on the phone in the apartment after Rose lost her job. So it's like the next morning when they wake up. Hmm.
4: did you look this up
1: no no Jake just has watched that episode a lot I am a fan of Doctor Who I run a podcast about it Uh, Sam which insect like girl aid to Professor Yana was the last of her race the Malmuth
4: Mm, good luck Cody
3: no good luck me you you got it It's, (laughs) it's an easy one
4: I don't even have a guess. I already have a point I feel okay about today.
1: Boo. (laughs) Cody. Yo. Which insect-like girl, aid to Professor Yana, was the last of her race, the Malmuth? Was it Joan Redfern, Lilith, Chanto, or Florence Finnegan? What were the first two? Joan Redford, Lilith, Chando, Tom sorry, Florence Finnegan. Uh Lilith. Alex. Bodge.
2: Uh is it Chando? It has to be, right? Of
1: course it is
2: definitely i like i had it in my mind (laughs) she always began and ended with her name right oh
3: fuck i thought she was the cat lady no (laughs)
2: boo
4: the second you said it i was like uh yep that's it
1: so what are we at sam has a point alex has a point yeah all right cody it's your turn to go first
3: easy peasy
1: When Rose causes a wound in time by preventing Peter Tyler's death, what is the name of the creatures that come to sterilize the wound?
4: Oh my gosh.
1: The Reapers. That's
3: correct.
4: We just talked about it last week. We
3: did, yeah. Yes, we did. Because what did
4: I call them?
2: The Grimms?
4: No, I started with an R, but it wasn't Reapers.
2: The Rappers?
4: (laughs) Raptors. I think I called them Raptors. I'm glad I didn't get that question because I still couldn't remember.
1: (laughs) Okay, so now Sam has one, Cody has one, Alex has one. Alex, it is your turn to go first. Give it to me. What was the precise time when Riversong, in quotes, murdered the doctor on the shores of Lake Silencio on April 22nd?
4: It's about Riversong, so he better get it right.
2: Like you're looking for an exact time? Time of day. day. I'm going to say 1247.
1: Terry, your multiple choice are 5.02pm, 6.02pm, 7.02pm, 8.02pm. I'm going to go with 7.02pm. Jill.
5: I'm going to go with 502.
1: Oh, that's correct. Nice. Oh, yes. Everyone has a point except for Terry, but Terry, it is your turn. I thought they
2: were having like a lunch picnic. I didn't realize it was a dinner picnic.
1: <laughs> okay.
5: I would have guessed midday if I had a choice.
4: Me too. Like 12-11 was my 11. guess.
5: was in my head.
2: But it it did like now that I'm thinking about the scene is like it happened and then um, the dude showed up with gas and then as they were lighting the thing on fire it was nighttime right. <laughs> so it was definitely evening and like
5: there maybe even was a sunset ish thing yeah in the yeah scene
1: well Terry I'm sorry that this happened to you but it is something that we talked about in fun facts when we did this episode I also don't know if you were on the podcast at that time <laughs> but right. Which key member of the suffragette movement of the early 20th century that eventually helped secure equal voting rights for women in 1928 stole a laser spanner from the doctor?
0: Say that all one more time.
1: Which key member of the suffragette movement of the early 20th century that eventually helped secure equal voting rights for women in 1928 stole a laser spanner from the doctor?
2: Is this in, like, a a New Who episode? I can't even think of what episode it would be.
1: Juliet. It is from the episode Smith and Jones, where Martha accuses the doctor of having a laser spanner as, like, a joke, and he says, oh, I did have one, but blank stole it. Oh. I'm assuming my answer was wrong. That would be a good assumption. (laughs) She has both a first and last name. (laughs) Oh, well,
0: you didn't ask for last. I just went with first.
1: (laughs) Okay, Jill. I have Googled (laughs) famous (laughs) British suffragettes, and these are the first four that come up, and she is one of them. So here we go. Emmeline Pankhurst. Christabel Pankhurst. Constance Lytton Emily Davison.
5: See Constance. I feel that.
1: Sam, same question to you
4: <laughs> It's obviously Emmeline.
1: That's correct. Yes
4: yeah. nice. I had no idea.
1: We have a winner. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> but I, she was in my fun facts and i read a whole long thing from her wikipedia <laughs> during that episode so uh go back and listen to our smith and jones episode to learn a very small amount about Emmeline banghurst <laughs> okay next week's a two-parter but we're gonna do both of them i'm sorry okay. jill but it is a good episode or a good story but they are very much one whole story that
4: sounds like you're questioning that
1: no sorry it's just very much one whole story there's no like clear break so it's i mean there's a minor cliffhanger or whatever but it's not separated out like some other ones are and this one i left uh, what to do one at a time because i thought we might just be talking about the second one the whole time if we did them together yep but this next one doesn't have that problem um so yeah so, it is a two parter. We're doing both of them. Alex, give me that paper. Grab my up. Oh, Jesus. This has been Married To Who's episode on The Witch is Familiar. Uh, if you'd like to follow us on our socials, you can do so on Twitter, Mary To Who Pod, on Instagram, Mary To Who, or you can uh, email us at who at gmail.com. If you want to listen to this podcast in any different way, you can do so on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or our website, MarriedToWho.com. On behalf of myself, Jake, Cody, Alex, Jill, Sam, Producer Terry, thank you for listening. Please join us next time for... Ah, fuck, what's it called? Uh... Keep going, Alex.
2: <laughs> <laughs> for under
1: the lake, before the flood. All right. For for the the lake the before the flood.
2: Do do do